Hi, Claudine. Thanks hey, for being Kate. with us. On, thanks for being with us on Rebirth today. I'm so excited thanks to have you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Today is a big day. This is going to be releasing on your um, audiobook release Yay. today. Yay. And we're gonna we're just gonna go right into the spoiler alert of why this is so exciting. Then we're gonna backtrack. So, Claudine, when did you write this book? 2009. And your audiobook is coming out today, which is November 22nd. Correct. 2022. 2022. Two, 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 two. Oh my oh, god. Oh, 11222. You are all over that. Uh-huh. That is a great day. Okay, yep. so tell me aside from being a radio host, so you have the voice for the Did you do your own audiobook? I did. I narrated it. How was that process? Oh my gosh. Yes, that was crazy. Well, the funny thing is I had taken a voice class because you were it, ready to do this. Well, no, I actually, I took it because I had been doing the radio for four years and people started to tell me, wow, you really have a great voice. And I had never thought of it. And I'm oh, okay. You do. You do. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And, and so I thought, well, you know, maybe voiceover might be something that I could add to my, you know, CV. We'll see. Okay. So, so let's go backwards a little bit. What is your CV then? Yeah, I'm all over the place, you know, like all of us trying to figure out what to do with my life. I, I started in accounting uh-huh. and that lent itself to a nice part-time gig that I could do when my kids were little. Which is so a beautiful that, thing. That's beautiful. Is. Yeah, it is. So I kept my toe in the door mm-hmm. and continued and I got into the um, book publishing business because I really wanted this book to come out. So I decided to publish it myself when I could not find uh, an agent or a publisher. I just and, need to pause you right here because yeah. whenever you tell this part of the story, you sort of just say it <laughs> and everyone's like, oh yeah, you became your own publisher. And it's like, no, that is a tremendous amount of work. That's a tremendous amount of work. Your accounting brain I can see would be lucrative and helping you suss through the information, right? Because you're very grounded and practical. So for the listener, it's like, let's just behind the scenes, Claudine was patient while I switched on the recording platform, <laughs> really, and helped helped with the interview that she's on. And that's sort of what you do. You're, you're a problem solver. You're, you're very empowering, and you help people find solutions. So I would imagine, as an accountant, you made people feel really good. Because sometimes that's a scary place for people, right, to talk about their finances. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and trust. You know, there's a lot of trust, right? Especially with small business. Why would you say that, especially with small business? Well, that's primarily my focus. But Mm -hmm. when you are in a small business and generally there, you know, maybe one or two people and could even be a family. What I found is that they'd been burnt by an employee right. or two and they were very hesitant to hand over certain things based on how they were burnt. For sure. And with a small business, you really do see everything versus a bigger company oh, where maybe you're just can... looking at one little thing. Right. You know, I've had, I've had clients who've been, um, in, gotten in trouble because their sales taxes weren't paid properly and they had trusted that to someone to do it, you know, from, mm-hmm. from stop to finish or maybe, um, payments on mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. and, um, you know, showing revenue properly, all that stuff. So yeah, the trust was a really big factor and that take, that took some time. Yeah, I could imagine. So mm-hmm. then you had a phase in your life where you were raising small children. Yes. 
and dealing with the intimacy of small business and finances. Yes. So you were doing a lot of space holding for a lot of people. Like, yeah, I'd never, God, you're so smart. I, I had never looked at it like that, but it's the truth. But listen, I am no different from any other working mom is the truth. I, I, oh, I took, know. I took the part-time gig because I, I wanted to make some money and I wanted sure. to contribute. But the fact was that I had sacrificed a career in order to do that. I could have been making a lot more money, but I wanted to be there to raise my kids. And three kids later and doing the accounting for that long, it got to be a little frustrating because I'm not getting anywhere. I'm not, right. you know, my career's not growing. I'm not blossoming. And I had this idea for a book and I felt passionate about the message and I felt- Want to tell us the to... title of your book again? Cause oh, it's sure. really, it really hits right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's called, It Gets Easier and Other Lies We Tell New Mothers. See what that radio voice does with that title? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So you're in the throes of it, of like probably not regretting your decision, right? But inherent in parenting and motherhood means there's days or chunks or even five minutes of complete frustration, right? You can be totally behind your decision and still have the reality of what was given up for the blossoming of the individual, right? For the, for the good of the family, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I was... I was turning 40 and I felt like I want to contribute something meaningful mm. that's going to stay. And I think mm -hmm. that's why a lot of people want to write a book because they want it to outlast them. It's a legacy. Yeah, for it sure. It is. Mm -hmm. And I did, uh, I just wanted it so badly and I felt like this was the one thing that I have to complete, the project I have to complete because I did feel like mm -hmm. I had... This is turning into a therapy session. I felt, it isn't. Like, I felt like I, you know, had had given up my dreams on a professional level. Mm -hmm. And after ten years, I was like, I it, it was important enough for me to say, you know what, I'm going to make this happen. And and, and so you so made it happen that when somebody didn't find, and this is common. So I'm, you know, you, you can have a phenomenal book, you can have a phenomenal story, and just by I'm not even going to say because of what, what came from this. It might have just been life needed you to be the person to start your own publishing company, you know, but you were the type of person that you were like, that's not going to stop me. You know, people are like, oh, nobody liked my blog post. So I'm going to stop writing. You're like, I can't find a publisher. I'll make my own. I think that is amazing. That's it. That's it. And I don't know what that says about me. Uh, probably. Phenomenal. You know. I'll <laughs> fill in. It's, it's a phenomenal. So Stubborn. Yeah. Well, there's edges to everything, right? Fire mm -hmm. burns and it warms. So there, I'm sure, but we don't, you know, it, it is the thing that got you going. So you, you wrote this book and then you even had some pretty decent success with it as well. Yeah. Yes, I really, I did. I, I got so into the book marketing and I think that's what catapulted me two careers ago and now again back into mm -hmm. book marketing. So it's mm -hmm. funny how that goes. But I, I will never forget it, Kate. I was at my son who was seven years older than my baby. Uh -huh. And I was at his, another, you know, travel lacrosse practice. Heard. And, mm -hmm. Right. And I had purchased this book on how to publish a book, Dan Pointer's Guide to Self-Publishing, it was called. 
And I thought, gosh darn it. Now, I hadn't read a book in years, probably. And yeah, I thought, who has time for that when you're raising for, for children? Uh, three yeah. kids, forget it. And I thought, <laughs> I am going to read this book. And I read it cover to cover. But because to me, it was so interesting. And mm. it paved the way for me to to write the book. Or I'm sorry, to publish the book. The book was already <laughs> written. And I learned so many things with, you know, with his process that that I just loved and certain things kind of, it's kind of like, do you ever see the movie Beautiful Mind? Great movie. Great movie. And mm -hmm. he would look at things and certain things would light up and then oh, it like would rearrange. Like when you were reading it, the, uh -huh. the pathway lit, lit up for you. Oh, yes. that makes sense. Yes. So I did uh, just a couple of things marketing wise and they did hit and the book sold very well. And then I was able to get an agent and the agent sold it to another publisher. So my self-published book became a traditionally published book. I so mean, there's actually two versions out there. So there's two versions, which yep. makes sense when you Google it and you, and you look for it and you go on Goodreads and you leave your um, recommendation for it, which <laughs> is just super fun. Right. But then that means for someone that's listening, that it's, it's a writer bend, then the, the, there isn't just a one-stop destination for your book. I mean, there's a possibility for all these other iterations. And, and that was the second it got, you had an agent and it got picked up by traditional publishing. And what year was that? That was, well, the original book, my original self-published book came out in 20 or 2008. Mm -hmm. And the version that was picked up by the publisher was published in 2009. So it was a quick turnaround. That's a quick turnaround. And mm -hmm. then we're in 2022 and you're doing your audiobook. So yes. so we have so we have this pinnacle moment because you have something that, you know, you're leaving your mark and then you're you're also, you know, in my mind it's like you were the creator and also like the structure for it. So that's that's a pretty big threshold to be crossing, quite honestly, in my perspective. And then you coincidentally, which you know, if you're listening to the Rebirth podcast, we don't do coincidences here. So you coincidentally are taking voiceover lessons to add to your CV, which makes me sort of think that wherever you were in your life, you were thinking of what you had mentioned, like, what else am I going to do? Like, it wasn't out of maybe financial drive, but personal passion that you were looking at. Where am I going to be spending my time? Is that where well, we are? It was a little bit of both, really, because mm -hmm. I... Uh, I, I don't know how unique this is or not, but my, you know, my husband, he's, he's has, has had his career and he's very successful and I wanted to make my own money Yeah. for whatever yeah. that's, you know, what, that's what you want to do. So yeah, it means that's something I mean. to me to, to make my go. own money. Okay. So this was a driving force for you. Okay. Yeah. And so you're like, okay, that makes sense. Like where, where, what is going to be happening? And then how did the audiobook come about? So the audiobook, okay, so the publisher that that published the book in 2009 mm -hmm. was mm -hmm. Amacom and Amacom went out of business a couple years ago and was absorbed by HarperCollins. Okay. So I get this letter in the mail saying you're now an author with HarperCollins. How cool is that? You're like that's going on the fridge. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Amicom was great, and now I'm yeah, Harper Collins. Hello, wow. mm -hmm. and they're going to continue to support the book, and that was fantastic. So that's very huge. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they told me who my contact would be at Harper Collins, and I got in touch and introduced myself, and they didn't care at all because <laughs> I was just a one title, you know, author or whatever. But again, they're 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 supporting the book, so that's fantastic. 
But after I took the voice lessons, I thought, you know, I really think this would make a great audiobook. And I got in touch with them, and they basically thought, said, well, you know, we're not really that interested in it. And then I talked to a friend of mine who mm-hmm. is a publisher. Okay. In her own, small pl- publisher. Sure. In her own right. And I said, gosh, I really wish I could get them to, to listen to me. It's a great audio book. And I get it. Businesses are, you know, about making money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the book hadn't, it sells, but it's, you know, it's not, you know, selling sure. thousands of copies a year. Right. So I get it. But she said, you know what? Why don't you ask to buy the rights to the book? And you do it yourself. Oh. So at this point, I've done the radio. I've got the podcast. I know how to edit. And now mm-hmm. I know voice. It made perfect right. sense. No brainer. Right? So I yes. emailed and I I'm picking, said. I'm picking up on a theme here though, Claudine. Oh, tell me. <laughs> they tell you no. You're like, I'll just do it myself. You're not going to publish my book. I'll just yes. publish it myself. That's if right. you're not going to do my audiobook, I'll, I'll just do it myself. So you send them an email. I love yes. where this is going. Mm-hmm. And I said, and I expected them to say, I, I sent them the email and said, if, if you are no longer interested, I would like to buy the rights to the book. I want to make it an audiobook myself. And generally when I'd written over the years, you know, different ideas I would have, mm-hmm. they would, they would politely decline if sure. they responded at all. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason with this email, I got, I got a note the next day. Did you? Yes. The mm-hmm. next day we're going to, we're going to do it, Claudine. We're going to, we're going to, you know, and of course, in fairness, I did put in there that I will, I'll narrate for free. Well, I don't think that diminishes it at all. There's plenty of people who do their own audiobooks because that's what it is. So I'm I'm gonna reject that as that that's part of the reason they did it yes. personally, which has no standing but my own personal opinion. However but they, they produced it, yeah. I wanna know how that email felt that you oh decided you were gonna Yeah, tell us how that felt. Oh well back in the day when I when I when you self published back in the day, back in mm-hmm. two thousand eight. Before you, Amazon. Right? Correct. Before right, right all, everything was print on demand or ebook. Um, you had to get a distributor. And and the distributors that were then were are not even existing anymore for small press, for small mm-hmm. you know, in, for small publishers. Mm-hmm. So submitting a manuscript to a distributor who you're just asking to sell the book and maybe oh, warehouse wow. half of your print run, which had to be 3000 books. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, they had to they vetted you and they weren't going to take on it just anyone because they're mm-hmm. going to put their sales force behind selling the book. Um, but they didn't have any cost in the production of the book. That was all right. me as the publisher. Mm-hmm. So if they had said no, Kate, those 3,000 books would still be in my garage if that distributor had said no. So to me, the distributor was more important than the publisher, mm-hmm. than a traditional publisher. And so when I got that email, yes, we've decided to take your title. I felt like the kid in, um, oh, what's that movie? Um, Rudy. Did you see Rudy? Yes, when, I've seen Rudy. Right? Yes. He opens the letter and he's like, oh, God, oh, God, that was me. <laughs> The distributor's going to take my book. Oh my gosh. So when I got the email saying, yes, we're going to do the audio book, it felt a lot like that. It really did. It was, it was just relief and okay. I would also imagine like if it was me, which it's not, so I don't want to put that on you, but like a validation of sorts, Mm -hmm. you know, that it is still, 
it is worthy. It is neat. It's needed more than ever. And I think an audiobook with your voice, which has so much warmth to it, is what the mom that's struggling needs. You know, she needs the secret best friend. She doesn't need like another social media post telling her 10 tricks to try that don't, that don't work. And you recently cosmically had some um, babies, some, some babysitting going on. Who, who did you have? Yes, I have a new grandson. Congratulations. Can you imagine? So that the, the idea that or the timing is just crazy because here I am reading for the, the narration of this book, which I haven't read all the way through since 2009, right? When you were, when you were, I mean, your kids were older, but when you You're were, right. yeah, but they, they were, were still, still, they were still kids. fairly little, Yeah. but here I am reading in 2022 before this baby is born, I'm reading through the whole book and I'm thinking number one, this stuff is still as applicable now as it was when I wrote it. And that was the whole reason I wrote it in the first place, because I wanted to get those tried and true truths of motherhood that don't change. You know, taking care of a baby has been obviously from the beginning of time. And there's so much about that that does not change. No matter how many snoos you have. And the girls who are listening who have a new baby know what a snoo is. doesn't matter how many snoos you have. It's still difficult. It's still, there's certain things that that baby needs that... You, you, you just gotta, you just gotta take a minute and you gotta put the old life on a shelf for a minute and you gotta yes, you take do. care of this kid. And that's and it. And when, when you were reading with the babe, like what was, I mean, with the babe in root, with the grand, with the grandchild yeah. in root, what was one of the ones that jumped out at you? Do you remember while you were doing your voiceover? Did just one of them jump out at you? Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of it was the fact that life is going to change and the pace that you have and the a million things that you were able to do, you're just not going to be able to do them. So don't fight it. Recognize it. Take the time. God makes it that way for a reason. He wants you to bond with your baby, and that's that's all there is to it. And it felt better, me personally, to recognize that life was going to be different. And once I did that, things did get a little easier. Yeah. A little yeah. easier because I think the, the, the striving and I'm, I, I would imagine the, the tone, the heat is turning up for women that, that you, you just, you just need to schedule better, you know, yes. or, or put your children in all like beige clothing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it'll all work out. Um, I, I, I think your message is hitting in a really timely fashion and, and, you know, it's also about cadence, isn't it? Because the audio book didn't come out when the book was published and yet here it's the right time for it. Yes. Right? Well, the, the most surreal thing was with my son, um, when they had the baby and it was COVID rules were still in place. So he, he, we couldn't see him in the hospital. We had mm -hmm. to be outside and he would come outside and we would bring them food uh, and he would give us an update about how the baby was. And he, he stayed with his wife. Sure. He, he just stayed with her and it was five days for them. So I won't go into why, but everything's fine, but they're good. So it was a journey. You're just letting us know. Journey. It was a journey. It was mm -hmm. a journey. And he, um, you know, he's a young guy and hasn't had much trauma in his life. And mm -hmm. so this was traumatic. 
and yeah, this is not something he he was used to and the baby is just you know little was little not anymore yeah. but he yeah. was he's so little they're so, so tiny they're yeah. so tiny oh yeah and needy and crying and he's not exposed to any of that so he said to me mom when does it get easier and I said, oh, honey, I said, it's it's every day you're going to see that it, it's going to get a little easier. And he said, mom, you wrote a whole book that says. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> it's a lie. It's a lie. And then he says, um, I'm, I'm going to buy your book, mom. Oh, Claudine. Can you die? I mean, oh, my God. What a full right. circle moment. Right. I mean, just so the biggest, like I said, in reading it over again, I thought, thank goodness, I nothing has changed. Oh and yeah, because he would have let you know. No, just kidding. I'm yeah, just exactly, kidding. I'm exactly. But I felt, I felt a little like Ralphie in A Christmas Story, because I'm reading it and I'm going, wow, that's good. Like, who wrote that? Isn't it amazing the space between you, you and what you write, the one that releases, yes. and then it's you as a mother, and now it's you as a grandmother. Yep. I mean, yep. I, I think that is such a potent, if you, if you want to buy into the fact that like the who's he, what's it's will change the basics of, um, child rearing like this, this audiobook is literally swaddled in the timeless truth of child rearing and what it means to family. Yes. Yes. And it, it really surprised me. The, the, the front, the, the, the way the book is, and I'm hoping that, and this is what I thought it would be a good idea for an audiobook because girls today, they, they don't have time. Women today right. with, with the, you know, and they certainly don't have time, you know, to kind of read a physical book after the baby comes. And I always felt like this was the perfect book for after the baby comes because before you're not going to believe me. That's really <laughs> true. That's so true. Right. <laughs> You're not going to believe me. So, but after is when you're like, whoa, whoa. You're like me. Like I freaked out when I had my son. I'm like, what the heck is this? This is, oh my gosh, this, I'm exhausted. This is, no one we were, said it was going to be like this. I was recently talking with someone about that moment where you take the baby home and you realize no one else is there. Even what? if someone else, you're just like, you just let me take a life home. I, it is, it is. So and I, I, you know, I'll be honest here. I, I had the thought and I told my son this too. I, maybe they'll take him back. Like, oh, sure. He's exhausting. Oh my gosh. I'm yeah, you so don't want to admit that. But when your nervous system is fried, you don't. You're like, I have no previous knowledge of navigating this type of stress. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's really and well said. I'm glad you're being honest about that because previously, you know, you like if you look, people tell you take a break or take some space or have a drink, and you're like, I'm, I'm even talking about tea, and I'm even talking about like a like a shot. But yeah. it's like, how are you doing that when you have no mental space? Like you can't. There's no space. There's no space in mothering. Or nope. parenting, I should say, because your son son is reading your book. Yeah, and and that was the whole the whole point of writing it was I was getting really tired of the oh it's great it's a gift it's the most fabulous thing in the world like let's be honest let's mm. see the humor in this and let's let's kind of come together and and talk honestly about it because then you, you you're not alone if you're not alone you can get through anything That's if true. you can talk honestly right. So, but the fir the first half of the book is more of the, you know, the baby stage, kind of like, here's how you get, here's some tips, here's some tricks, here's how you can get through it, that kind of mm -hmm. thing, which, which 
does all ring true still. I can't get over that. And then the second hand. And you have it market tested with your. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. Except for the snow, which we can talk about in a minute. But the second half of the book is really about, um, you know, finding yourself, keeping yourself whole, how to, how to manage maybe the shift in power and the relationship. Um, just being real honest about you are yourself, mm-hmm. you focusing mm-hmm. on the mother. And as I was reading it, you know, in the narration, I was like, Ugh, like, go moms, go. Like it's cause it really is so important. And I think it's the last thing they hear because all the family wants to talk about the baby. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And everybody's saying, oh my gosh, your baby's so cute. And you're so lucky to have this baby. And no one ever focuses on the mom. No, she becomes like, she's the pinnacle moment until she's no longer pregnant. And then she's, she's just there to hold the photo opportunity. <laughs> right. And, and, and all of her life's dreams and fulfillment are supposed mm-hmm. to have been met because mm-hmm. of the baby. And of course, there's nothing like being a mother, nothing. But if you lose yourself you're not going to be good for that baby either. Well, I think that's the point. Yeah. I think the point is sometimes people think that that means it has to be some, it has to be finances and some, some, some mothers will not be able to work. Do you know, like Mm -hmm. some mothers or some mothers will need to work and not be able to mother. It slices both ways, you know, where they feel like they're not able to do um, either piece. So the idea to keep yourself doesn't have to always be a large thing. You know, it can be a selfishly small thing. I think that's really important that you share, you know, what you go through and talk to us about how to, how to keep the mother. So do you think the Claudine that wrote the book, um, and the Claudine that did the audio book, do you think the Claudine that did the audio book fulfilled Claudine who wrote the books call to, to find mm-hmm. herself and keep what herself? Beautiful sentiment, Kate. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I've definitely come full circle. Because there was a time, there was definitely a time in my life where I felt like, did I do the right thing? Did I do the right thing in putting the focus on the kids and not, you know, exploring my own professional career? Mm-hmm. I really did. I'm just being honest. I did. And then, and then I, I, I did come full circle and, and I, I really believe that for me, it was the right thing to do. I appreciate your honesty. Cause I know someone's going to hear that. Right. And sometimes sort of like how it's not all this neat, but I am noticing that mm-hmm. when the audiobook came, you, you rallied the same way you did for the print, but, mm-hmm. but it was done for you, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering if that was also like an in- indication that it's not that we can have both in the way that the external world tells us. I don't mm-hmm. think that's possible, but I think some sort of imperceptible balancing can happen. So you get like a little bit of the side that you're, you're not getting. So like, if you're a full-time working mom and you don't feel like you really have time with your kids or some, like some little cheat way you could, you know, secretly have more time than if you're a mom that works all the time, which really I think is the mom who has less voice in the culture. I think the mom that works all the time and doesn't see her children culture sort of seems to have more sympathy for her than mm-hmm. the mom that's at home that apparently has all the time to herself and is not doing anything, which is, drives me absolutely crazy to hear that because it could be nothing further than the truth. And, um, and she's the one that suffers the most from, uh, from loss of self, I think, because there's no place for her. You know, if you don't have a tribe, there's no place for her. Yeah. I mean, when I, when I marketed the first book, I traveled to mom's clubs all over the state 
And that was one of the things that came through again and again. These moms, they had no money. They were living in two bedroom apartments and they were stay at home moms mm -hmm. because that's what they felt was important for their family. Not that's because, right. yeah, it, it wasn't, you know, people think that women who stay home are, are well off. No, no, it's that's right. That's not, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, in some cases, yes, but I mean, yes, no. but it's not, it's not exactly. It's not I appreciate only, you saying, yeah, it's not the only case. Mm -hmm. It's not the only case. And, um, yeah, these gals, like you say, they, what more, I marveled at how many did it because, you know, why would you do something for which there's no respect, there's no money, there's no attaboy. No, no there is definitely not an attaboy for, for this day. That's a well-placed phrase. And then in the mm -hmm. end, it's, wow, you're really lucky. Oh my God. Well, I don't right. feel lucky. I feel exhausted right. and tired and that I've sacrificed a lot of things, but you know, in your heart that it's what you need to do for your kid. I, I just, uh, mothers just are amazing. And you are now giving them, I think what's great is that since, since the time of the writing of the book and our current world, the phone and and audiobooks are like people's best friends. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have a friend mm -hmm. in the car with you. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so now the mom, so if it's either you're a mom and you're like, okay, I'm definitely getting this book. Or if you're thinking about, you know, the gentle friend for a mom, especially for a mom, I would say like what, for the one to six year old, is that, mm -hmm. I mean, it's for everyone, but really that, that loss of space mom, you could just buy her where do we get the audiobook? Yeah, so we, the audiobook yes. is anywhere you buy audiobooks, and you actually can buy it as a gift for someone, which I think would be great for um, I, what I found over the years that it mm -hmm. has become the perfect baby shower gift because people, you know, the way the baby showers are starting to be done again, you open the book and, 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 and they read it and everybody laughs. And all the moms, the older moms in the tribe, they, they're, all, they're all laughing because they know it's so true. Yeah. And then you can pick it up later and, and read it. But I think, yeah, listening to it or maybe buying it for a daughter or a daughter-in-law just so that they can get that. Because to me, it's, it's all about support. You're not alone. It is. And I think sometimes, you know, the drive to Target is the um, freedom space, which doesn't actually count, but it's what you have, you know? Yep. And so to pop that in so that you're, you, the laughter that comes from it or the camaraderie that comes from it, it actually is alleviating because that's mm -hmm. that exhale. You know, the laughter is the exhale and the, the identification of I'm not the only one is the exhale. So then you, you come home with your Target bag and you had your 11 to 14 minutes, depending on if you went to the close Target or the far away Target by yourself. <laughs> and listen to this book. So it's, it's perfect time for the holidays actually, because this mm -hmm. is when, you know, this is when you need the support and, and in the, it, for the Northern hemisphere in the winter time when it's like, okay, now all the crafts are over, all the time is over. I got this book for the holidays. I, you know, let's, let's see what Claudine has to tell me. I am. That's it. Yeah. It could be your dirty little secret. No one has to know. Nobody has to know that you, know? You, that you and Cla Claudine is your yeah. is your uh, co-pilot. That's it. You'll hear it. You'll hear the truth, baby. Hundred percent. So, what can we um, look forward to hearing from you as well? If with you have a podcast, you have a Substack. What do you what, what would you like to tell us about? I mean, yes. I could I could rave about you all the time, but I would like you to uh, choose. And then I'll oh, supplement. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So right now I am on the radio in New Jersey, 89.7 WDVR radio. I co-host and um, submit 
material to Let's Talk, which airs on Mondays from, what, 2 to 4. Awesome. Or no, I'm sorry, 3 to 5. 3 to 5. Anyway, um, my website is ClaudineWalk.com, but right now my, my latest project is all about helping authors get their books seen and sold. So my next book that's coming out in September of 2023. So excited. Yes. Get Your Book Seen and Sold, a Publishing and Marketing Guide. So it's kind of like what we were asked to write. Me and I mentioned the publisher friend that I have. Um, Guests would come on the show and they would say, hey, I I understand you're a published author. How did you do it? I have a book Mm -hmm. inside me. I have Mm -hmm. a book that I want to write. And the piece that they were missing was the marketing piece. Um, Easy ways to understand book marketing and publishing and the choices that you make from the beginning so that you're not too far down the road with all these wonderful opportunities we have now to self-publish that you missed taking advantage of some of the things that you can do ahead of time. So it's a fun, just like it gets seen and sold is, or I'm sorry, it gets easier is a fun, practical guide. Get your book seen and sold is a fun, practical guide to getting your book published and marketed and sold. I have to say, for if people are looking for like the resource, this is a good resource podcast because you, your Substack, your Seen and Sold Substack, is going into yep. a lot of content that is either in the book or is complementary to the book. And it's funny, I was um, Claudine has helped me in, and we'll dive into that at a different time. But her, your Substack, I've been telling everyone, and even recently, I was telling somebody who has, who's a coffee roaster about how you had recommended me to go on a blog tour. And they were st- sitting there looking at me with glazed eyes. He's like, I don't write. I'm like, no, I'm not telling you to write. I'm telling you that there is an avenue for the environment that you are seeking. And I think it doesn't sound relevant, but, but or maybe uh, perhaps it might not sound relevant. But what, a, what I think piece of magic that you bring people is you hear where they are and you see, just like you mentioned in the movie, Beautiful Minds, I can watch you be like, oh, I have a solution for that. Like, no, 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 we can, we can do it this way. We can do it that way. Like, and, and I think it's so uplifting because you're really candid, but you also are solution-based. And I think a lot of book marketing is, is, is a lot of um, allurement. Like, oh, if you pay me money, this might happen. But I find like if if you are looking for someone that's actually going to be honest with you about the road that's ahead, whether it's in mothering, publishing, or marketing, I feel like you are really helpful in pulling the curtain back on that, but doing it in a way that is uplifting. And it's so easy right now to take the road that like is shock and trauma. And so that's why you need to buy my book or that's why you need, and you never do that. You just keep saying, up oh, here's another solution. Up oh, here, here's the way another person did it. And I think... The more we share that in the different verticals of what we're passionate about, the more we create an economy that would do that, which I secretly think is life affirming and comes back full circle to, you know, my secret thing is that when I had a child, I said, you know, if our world was more child friendly, everyone's problems would be mitigated, if not solved, because once you're choosing for them and that phase of the mother, other things just make a lot more sense. You know, everyone's so afraid of it, but it's actually a very life-giving decision to protect and uplift the mother and the child and the young age. And I think you do that with everyone you come across. So, Oh, thank you. Thank you. I mean it. I appreciate so, it. 
congratulations you. on your audiobook. Now we, you. I, the link will be below. Everyone can just yes. click here and start listening, whether you're on your iPod or you're in the car, or you can just click gift subscription and somebody's off your list. Right, and, right. And, and you might even get a kick out of it. I mean, the whole second half is about Maslow's hierarchy of needs and, and finding your way. And I think those are themes that continue obviously through our lives. Well, that's what you showed. Find our way. That's right. So it doesn't even have to be for the new mom. I mean, you could, other thing is that some grandparents get catapulted into roles they didn't see coming. And this is a good way to, um, pull out some of those. Yes. Some of those tools and, and mindsets that will, that will help. So I really appreciate you being here and I'm so excited and I can't wait for everyone to listen. And then of course, after listening, you can purchase the, the book right. as well. <laughs> oh, you you. Can. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for allowing me to share the news and the information. I really appreciate it, Kate. Thanks, Claudine.